Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Small Council Radio. Uh, Tonight's show is a very special one. Uh, We are doing our one-year anniversary uh, show where um, we're going to kind of be talking about just uh, shows we've done in the past, kind of go over, uh, you know, past, present, and future for all the hosts here. And then if you guys haven't seen already, uh, we're going to be giving away a random starter box to uh, a random caller as well as uh, a bunch of other prizes. So um, definitely, you know, stay tuned for that. Uh, It will be to a random caller. So uh, for those of you listening to the recorded uh, episode, uh, unfortunately, uh, all the prizes will have already been uh, awarded. Uh, we definitely will be doing some more, uh, you know, giveaways for um, the way that we normally do it, which is, you know, like a, a post on Facebook or something, uh, give a chance for people who can't make the live show to kind of participate. But for this one, because it was the anniversary show and because we do the show live, um, we wanted to kind of reward people that uh, called in. So, um, a couple of people had already asked, uh, yes, if you want Greyjoys, uh, if you win, you can pick them. Um, it, technically, you could pick any faction, even ones that aren't announced yet, if you are confident that they will be announced. And uh, as soon as they become available, we will get you a starter. Uh, the, it, have that be Dorn or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, it's completely up to you. Uh and also based on availability. So uh, with that said, I'm uh, going to kind of jump right into the show. Tonight with us we have myself, Brett, Craig, and Chris on. Uh, I believe Justin will be on in a little bit. Uh, the earlier start time kind of uh, we're trying to fit in so that we can have as many of the hosts on uh, as possible. Unfortunately, Jose does have class today. Uh, he definitely really wanted to be here for this one. But, yeah, I appreciate uh, all you guys for uh, coming on. Uh, anyone listening, definitely uh, call in. Um, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, we're probably not going to be doing giveaways right at the get-go, you know. Um, but uh, we also, you know, probably won't be doing giveaways right at um, So your best bet is somewhere right in the middle. Um, so with that said, I'll kind of start us off and really quickly to kind of set the tempo of, uh, you know, of uh, kind of what's going on. So uh, for those that didn't listen to like our first episode way back, uh, I think it was December 10th of 2019, we kind of, most of us uh, kind of talked about, you know, um, where we kind of came from with our wargaming uh, background uh, but kind of rehash that uh, just for context. So I started uh, Wargaming about, I want to say it's been like 23 or 24 years ago now. Uh, we, I started with Warhammer 40,000 uh, at a games workshop, just kind of strolled in, you know, bought a random box of Warhammer uh, uh, Eldar Dire Avengers. And uh, my best friend uh, bought a box of um, Skaven, Ratman, and uh, we thought we could just play the game together, you know, because it didn't matter. So we just kind of made up our own rules. You know, we we're only, I think, like 
10 years old or something like that, maybe like nine, but you know, we had a blast and I played uh, Warhammer for uh, a very long time. Uh, it took a small hiatus for uh, playing Dragon Ball Z, uh, the card game by Panini. I think about a three-year uh, break, maybe four at most. Then I kind of jumped back into Warhammer until this game uh, dropped. You know, Ice and Fire dropped. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, the host um, here with us, had gotten his uh, Kickstarter, and you know, he was giving out demos. I tried uh, Starks and immediately fell in love with how the game played, how fair it was in comparison to every other game I had ever played. Uh, the fact that it came assembled was amazing. I love building, don't get me wrong, but when you're playing uh, Conquest, um, Warhammer 40,000, Age of Sigmar, along with just some other stuff, having one of your games just already come assembled is just amazing. And, you know, it was just, you know, one of the many things that to the game. Um, so fast forward to now, currently, uh, you know, just got done with class, trying to catch up on painting, uh, doing some commission work, uh, trying to power through that so I can kind of get back to painting my stuff. Um, I collect every army. Um, currently, though, my favorites to play are Starks and Baratheons, mixed in with a little neutrals uh, here and there. Uh, so those are the three armies I'm trying to get 100% painted before I finally move on to, I don't know, probably Lannisters, just because that's what my wife plays. So I'll probably uh, you know, paint them next just so she can have some painted stuff. Uh, and the future, uh, I would say, you know, I can't wait for Greyjoys and especially Dorne. Dorne is what I have been waiting for since I started. Uh, my absolute favorite character in the show is uh, the Red Viper. And, uh, you know, I just cannot wait to see what uh, abilities and, you know, what that faction, uh, you know, kind of revolves around. So. I mean, they haven't really uh, said that they're going to be official, but uh, I guess, you know, just kind of wishful thinking, hoping that they're going to be in there. Um, how about you, Brett? Uh, why don't you go through kind of your uh, your history? Yep, sure thing. Um, I also started with Games Workshop with Warhammer. Um, I was in middle school, and I went over to my buddy's house. He had... Uh, some Chaos Warriors and some Bretonians set up. And, uh, you know, I just was kind of asking about the models. I thought they were really cool. And uh, so he was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll show you how to play. And, uh, you know, we ran through a couple little games on a little kitchen table. And was like, well, this is pretty cool. So then I just started kind of reading up on the rules and building lists. And it, it kind of took off from there. I played Warhammer from uh, middle school. See, that was 98. I'm an old man. So I uh, started playing Games Workshop in, in 98. I strictly played Warhammer Fantasy. I bounced through nearly every army. I had some pretty decent success with uh, 5th and 6th edition. Uh, I took a break for a while, kind of focused on work and life, and then I jumped back into 8th edition in about 2000. 11 or so, uh, maybe 2010, uh, the same buddy who dragged me in in the first place was like, hey, this is a, 
new addition. It seems really balanced, really fair. Let's uh, give it a try. So I started playing it, and that's when I started playing competitively. Um, I got mixed up with the guys in Indy, the, the gaming group in Indy, and started going to tournaments and uh, had a really fun time. And then uh, when they dropped the bottom out of 8th edition, I played for a little while, but I didn't have really anybody to play with, and our gaming group had shifted to A Song of Ice and Fire, so I jumped in uh, before Adepticon of 2019. I did a demo with Lannisters, really kind of liked the uh, play style, the heavy armored troops, and kind of slow Lannister Guardsmen. It kind of reminded me of Chaos, Uh, you know, it's just the heavy armor and... uh, kind of the, the panic and fear aspect, so I stuck to Lannisters, and uh, then after Gen Con 2019, I started playing Starks very briefly, uh, they weren't super popular after Gen Con, so I wanted to give them a try, I felt like after some of my Gen Con matches, I had seen some, some plays and some builds left on the table, uh, not one person ran Rob Stark Commander at Gen Con, and I felt like they were kind of overlooking him. So I started messing around with Rob, and uh, then Tully Cavaliers came out, and I think everybody immediately recognized the potential with Rob and Tully Cavaliers. So next thing I know, everybody's playing Stark, so I gave Nightwatch a try, and then I completely fell in love, and that's when the game changed for me was when I started playing Nightwatch. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I've just been relatively competitive but still friendly and casual but uh yeah i jump into tts tournaments i'm pretty much always in a tts tournament at least one sometimes three or four um and then every time i get a chance to play locally or put together a tournament i try to do that but uh you know i love the game i love everything about it and i love talking about it and sharing what i've learned i've played a bajillion games, so I've got a lot of experience, and I've seen a lot of things, so it's nice to, you know, talk about that with the community and tell them what to watch out for and some of the strong combos that I've seen and things that I've tried. That's that's about it. Awesome. And then uh, how about uh, how about you, Craig? Yeah, I started uh, miniature gaming probably about five years ago. I was a really big uh, history nerd and still am. So I got into Flames of War because I liked the time period in the miniatures and didn't really have anyone to play with, but I bought it anyway. And then I met a new group of people through D&D, actually, and they're like, oh, yeah, we play 40K all the time and play this game and that game. So ended up starting miniature gaming with them and... Um, which led to us splitting a starter box for Song of Ice and Fire. And since that time, we've dropped just about every other game that we play and pretty much only play a Song of Ice and Fire. Um, But up until this year, we didn't do any of it competitively, no tournaments or anything. We just kind of just played in our group. We heard, we saw a Facebook post from, I'm assuming it was Brett, about the indie tournament last January, and we're like, well, let's see if we're good or not. Let's go to the tournament. And so since then, I've been trying to go to as many tournaments as I can, but COVID has made that kind of difficult. 
I was hoping to go to my first Adepticon this year, but again, COVID's already canceled it. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep looking for tournaments to do, and hopefully this COVID thing ends soon so I can go to more tournaments. And Right now I play almost exclusively Starks, um, have since the beginning, but I do dabble in Targaryens, and as they become more rounded, as more, as more of their stuff releases, I might switch to them in the future. And that's all I've got. <laughs> nice. Uh, how about you, Chris? So, my dabbling in this stuff started, was it 2001, two? Whenever the Mummy Returns movie came out. Because we're watching the Magi and the Army of Anubis <laughs> fight. And then we saw it at Gurney Theater, which is a mall by my house. And as we were walking through, we were passing the Games Workshop that used to be in that mall. I'm like, oh, let's look in here real quick. So, you know, we kind of looked in there and was like, hey, we can kind of like make big army stuff with this like they did in that movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. So we started with Warhammer Fantasy. I did dwarves and my buddy got lizard men and my brother got orcs and goblins. And then from there, went to 40K and then went to Lord of the Rings and... As we go on, we've got Wild West Exodus and Malifaux, and it just kept building and building, and now we're on this game, obviously. we got Marvel and Legion, which are like my top three right now, but I've always been kind of a big Game of Thrones fan. I read the books before the show came out, so I'm a purist in that form, but then when I saw the show was coming out, it's like, this is going to be awesome because I love the books. And then I saw the Kickstarter for this game. Like, this is even better because it's two things I love, Game of Thrones and miniature wargaming. So then naturally I had to back the Kickstarter and our shop at the time when it came out. Like, we're just going to do demos of this thing. And then we did. And naturally I went with Starks because we're pretty well established that I hate Lannisters. And... From there, the next two factions came out, and nobody really around us played Free Folk, so I'm like, well, i got to go with what people don't really play. So I went with the Free Folk. And then, you know, everything else came out, and Targaryen's got the rep for not being that good. So I'm like, well, i got to try these guys out now, too, because not a lot of people are playing those. And here we are. And that uh, brings up uh, something I forgot to mention. So uh, whoever does end up winning the starter, uh, if you pick, you can pick either Lannisters or Starks. Um, so it won't give you both. <laughs> uh, but I do have them already uh, separated. Um, if you choose to pick one or the other, I have them separated and put in, I think, like a Night's Watch or Baratheon's box. So it's all n- nice and neat. Um, with everything uh, that you should need. So even though technically the box, the starter box itself only comes with one set of certain things, I had a bunch of extra sets. So no matter what you pick, you'll get uh, you get all the stuff needed for the starter box. Um, but yeah. Uh, so with that said, uh, let's go back to you, uh, Brett. So out of all the shows that we've done. Uh, 
what would you kind of say are some of the more memorable ones, some of like the good topics and or guests that we had on? You know, it's probably the, uh, the cheesy answer, but uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I guess there's a couple. Am I allowed to say a couple? No, you're you're only allowed to say one, and you have to pick a favorite content creator so that we, uh, you know, everyone else will hit you. <laughs> no, no, I, you, I feel you like, go ahead and. <laughs> I I feel like it was a big step for the show, just a a big step for uh, you know uh, us earning a little bit of clout when we had uh, Fabio and Carlo on the same show. Uh, when we were discussing, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of hype because it was the first uh, TTS big, big tournament. Uh, I think there were 64 players in that NRG tournament. And Carlo was on and he was, you know, reading some of the stats, telling us, you know, uh, this was the most popular faction, this is the most popular commander, uh, these are the units that are being brought the most. And Fabio was on there, you know, uh, as the lead developer and, and uh, obviously uh, play tester. Um, and, you know, he was giving his reaction to, well, I'm surprised to see this. And I remember he was really surprised that Davos did not show up in any form in any Baratheon list. And uh, that stuck with me because when I've tinkered around with Baratheon, I have actually played Davos. Uh, I think he's great. Um, but that show was really, really good. Um, it was nice to have Fabio on there giving his perspective from, you know, obviously he's probably played the game more than anybody. So that was a really cool one. And uh, the hobby one was, was really nice, too. Um, it was cool to touch on something that wasn't geared towards, you know, like competitive play or smashing smashing people. So it was cool to have James on giving some really nice tips and tricks uh, and then getting community pictures as well, you know, seeing what the community was working on, seeing them show off some of their paintings, and then having James walk us through some of the techniques that he uses and uh, showing us some really, really cool paintings. Yeah, those were definitely uh, some awesome uh, shows. Uh, I'd have to say for me, uh, some of the my favorite ones that we ever talked about uh, or had discussion about was probably uh, gaming etiquette and uh, for competitive and casual gaming is the episode. Um, and then also, uh, where is it? I'm looking at the list of our shows now. Um, when we had on... Uh, uh, Big Top uh, uh, Gaming to talk about. Oh, man, so many episodes to go through. So those that uh, haven't seen our list, we have, this is our 53rd episode. So um, I think it was uh, talking about uh, meta, uh, the meta trapping, like, um, like getting caught in your ways of like with the meta to shape and form, you know, the way you think about building lists and 
uh, whatnot, and trying to break away from. Oh, there it is. Game. No, that's the gaming etiquette one. Man, I can't find this thing. Anyways, um, it was so. The show was, it was trappings of the meadow. Was the name of the episode. Yeah, for some reason I can't find that one. Um, but yeah, it it uh, was definitely one of my favorites. Just kind of talking about, you know, the way, you know, we just naturally think about, you know what's good and you know it it kind of drives us to build a certain way and to think a certain way without realizing we're doing it and uh i think um you know learning how to go against that is you know big in uh you know trying to just better ourselves as players um so it's definitely one of those um topics I would definitely like to revisit maybe in the future, but oh, there it is. Uh, so the trappings of meta mentality is what it's called. I thought we had did it a long time ago, but uh, it's somewhat one of our newer episodes back in June. So definitely, uh, if you guys haven't listened to that one, go check that one out. Um, definitely those two are among my favorites. So, uh, how about, uh, Craig, I know you just, uh, joined not too long ago, uh, to our group. Um, is there any that kind of stick out to you, uh, either, you know, since you've been a part of small council or even before? Well, even before, um, there were a few, I think the first one I listened to was your third episode, um, talking about how to play as or beat the start. Um, that one kind of got me hooked to start listening to you guys. But after that, other ones that kind of stuck out to me was tips and tricks for missions. Uh, when you guys talked about how you choose your terrain, how you handle your deployment, um, stuff like that. You know, the, the real, um, how you think, how listening to how good players think and how they approach the game. I really enjoyed. Um, other ones that were fun were where you guys rank things, whether it was factions or commanders. Um, I say you guys, I guess that includes me now, but um, <laughs> those were more um, for, you know, entertainment value and me just thinking, oh, well, they're full of crap, or yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's just, those were fun. Um, otherwise, a really good one was one we did a couple weeks ago where we had the top uh, TTS player. I think the guy from Germany. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name right now, but where we discussed Starks and how to beat them today and uh, hearing how he plays them was really enjoyable, I thought. I learned a lot. Daniel. Daniel Larks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Larks. That, that's right. Yep. Sorry, yes. I'm terrible well, with it, names, it, but... You know, uh, it's okay. I, I don't want to butcher his name, but I think it's Daniel Lofferman, and uh, I think ah. he goes by Lark. But, yeah, that's... Anyway. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, your favorite uh, when we talked about Lannisters? and uh, I do always enjoy a good Lannister trash in episode. <laughs> but I will agree with Brett. One of my favorites is when we had Fabio on, because like you said, anytime you get somebody that involved, 
game on to talk and kind of pick their brain for a little bit. It's always pretty exciting. And then the other shows, it's kind of just like, I guess, our topics. But when we just kind of went in-depth into each faction, kind of just talked about them specifically and kind of really chewed through them and dissected them. Those are always fun, getting the nitty-gritty of all the stuff. But I'll put the free folks slightly above all of them else because that's my, my babies in the end. Yeah, it's it's nice that, uh, you know, because we do do this show every week, uh, we've been able to hit a lot of topics, which is awesome. Um, you know, we've been able to touch on, it feels like, you know, with how much we've talked about that sometimes I think about it and be like, man, is there really anything else we can talk about? But then, you know, I think about, you know, we have like a huge backlog of, you know, that we haven't touched on yet. And it's just crazy how much there is that we can talk about with this game. Uh, And then, you know, it always helps when, you know, they're constantly releasing new things and changing things and clarifying things. I mean, we're, uh, you know, they're releasing like two articles a week and, you know, uh, right around the time where, um, you know, we have, we have this anniversary show and we had, uh, um, you know, other stuff planned that we haven't even touched on all the new, uh, Greyjoy stuff that has been coming out or, um, you know, the newest, uh, article or the newest non Greyjoy article um that had uh a bunch of different units in there. So it's it's definitely uh you know it's nice that we can kinda cover all this for you guys and uh definitely uh looking to uh keep going as long as we can. Uh with that said, uh, I do want to announce that Starting, uh, i got to look at my calendar so I don't uh, mess it up. So starting this week, we're going to be doing uh, our show every other Tuesday and every other Sunday. So our next show will be on the 20th of this month, uh, Sunday. I believe uh, we haven't uh, completely hashed out the time, but it might be 3 or 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and so then our next Tuesday show will be the 29th of December. Um, next Sunday show after that, the third, next, uh, Tuesday show will be the 12th and so on. So, um, it's still going to be technically one show a week. Uh, we're just going to be kind of mixing up the days and times that we do it. Uh, the benefit of this will be that, um, we're going to be able to include, uh, um, some of our hosts a little more often. Uh, Jose might even be able to make the Sunday uh, schedule work uh, every t- uh, once in a while. And um, not only that, us starting at 3 or 4 p.m. means that uh, a lot of the our listeners from you know over the seas can actually make it without it being like 1 or 2 in the morning or even later. So uh, it'll give a, you know, a nice mixture of days and times so we can kind of you know reach more of our uh, listeners out there 
So I wanted to add that in there before we, uh, before I forgot to mention it. Um, so, uh, anyone listening, definitely, uh, you know, if you want to start trying to call in, uh, I can't promise that if you call in right now that it might be the starter, it might not be. Um, but, uh, who knows, you might win, uh, maybe like a unit box, some, uh, awesome custom card sleeves, uh, for the game. So, uh, you know, whenever uh, you think uh, you might be able to win it, just uh, give it a call. And uh, the call number should be on there. If not, if you're listening, it is 516-418-5602. Yeah, so the future of Small Council Radio. So I've gotten a handful of, uh, you know, concerns from uh, listeners that, you know, they're really nice about it. You know, they're say up front that they love the show, um, but that the sound quality could definitely be better. And that's definitely something we're going to look into. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to start uh, 2021 off strong, uh, try to increase uh, our sound quality. Not only that, uh, we're working on trying to get uh, audio clips on here. and it's, uh, you know, that way we can actually have like an intro and an outro for you guys. Uh, it'll just, you know, it won't be very long, so it's not like it's going to take you forever to get through it just to get to the content. Um, but, it, you know, just something to kind of increase the quality of the show. Uh, you know, we want to not only provide awesome topics with a diverse uh you know, range of ideas and, uh, you know, viewpoints. But we also want to, you know, give you something that's going to be, you know, nice to listen to and, you know, you know, go that route. Uh, we're also to try to find some way to, I don't know, I've talked in the past about Patreons, uh, how we're going to try to avoid that. But it might be inevitable that we might have to as long as you guys uh you know, think we're worth supporting. And I only say that because uh, before uh, last year when we first got, because it's a yearly uh, fee for our program, last year got like a Black Friday deal, which was 50% off. So it really wasn't that much, uh, especially with how many hosts we have. But now they're only giving us that deal if we uh, upgrade to the next like tier. But um, even upgrading with the 50% off would be more than just paying full price at the tier we're at. And we really don't need anything more than what we have. So um, we might do a Patreon. Uh, We're still going to try to go the route of maybe doing some uh, raffles. So uh, we'll try to, we'll do what, uh, you know, what we can. We're not looking to like make any money off of it. If we could just break even uh, through Patreon on what it costs to um, pay for the show, that'd be awesome. Uh, like I said, it's yearly and it's uh, I believe 400 a year. Well, my math is horrible, so that's I don't know. I think it's like what 40 bucks a month, uh, give or take. I don't know. That could be way off, <laughs> but so it's not too horrible. Um, you know, and anything we get 
in excess of what we would need for the show would obviously just go right back into providing more giveaways because, you know, we're, we're not looking to make a profit off the show. We're just looking to provide you guys with an awesome channel, awesome content, and some cool giveaways, you know, to kind of show our, you know, thanks for you guys uh, always, you know, being there for us. Uh, Brett, I know you have to go soon. Uh, why don't you kind of take us away with uh, maybe uh, kind of how you know how you've uh, your your thoughts on like the show, you know, on on Small Council Radio and kind of where where we're headed and you know where where we've gone and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I obviously I really like the show. Um, I think I'm probably one of the culprits for the bad sound quality. Um, as it stands, I just always call in and use my phone microphone. Uh, that's how I do all of my podcasts. Since I'm, you know, people want to hear my stupid mouth for some reason, um, I really should just invest <laughs> in something that's going to improve that sound quality. Um, and I, I could do that for the community because, um, you know, I love being – a guest on podcasts. I love, you know, working with other content creators, doing the guild stuff, working with Chase, uh, doing stuff with the developers. So it would be super nice, you know, if I didn't feel like this jank dude that does everything on his phone. So um, with that said, um, other than improving the quality, uh, there you, you mentioned some topics that we need to discuss. Obviously, we're going to have to touch on some of the stuff that's been teased, uh, some of the new units, some of the Greyjoy stuff, but I think definitely one of the, the topics that you put on the back burner as a potential topic, uh, how to properly use ranged units, uh, how to properly use cavalry, um, those seem really, really nice to me because the more and more I play the game, the more and more I start to understand that uh, that patience is one of the best things one of the best skills that you can have when you play this game. Uh, generally, rushing in and, and doing things like, uh, particularly with Bolton Bastards Girls and uh, Dothraki Veterans, sometimes it's best to not, you know, charge in headstrong and do that charging volley, even though the temptation is there. So I think that would be a really cool subject to focus on, um, even if we made it a little bit more general and not just ranged units, but how to properly use these glass cannon units how to properly use, uh, you know, the, the heavy hitters that have real downsides, like the Bolton Bastards girls, who I've, you know, come to really, really appreciate the power of that unit. Uh, I've been tinkering around and playing with neutrals lately just for fun. I'm really enjoying them, and I just I can't imagine playing neutrals without Bastards girls. So I think it would be worthwhile to have a topic on, you know, using patience and when is the time to you know, go all in and, and strike, and, and when is it best to just lay back and wait and, and let your plans develop a little bit more. So I think that would be cool. Um, something else I would really like to do is uh, get in touch with the community more and really find out what you guys want to hear about, what you guys want us to talk about, because we do this show for you. Um, I can sit and talk about the game forever, talk about the things that I like, but we really want to know what you guys want to hear about. Uh, the subject that you guys want to talk about, what, how we can help you, and uh, that's that's the most important thing uh, because we're not going back and listening to our own shows 
It's you guys that are listening. So we want to know how we can help you or what we can talk about that's most interesting to you guys. So uh, that would be something really cool if we could hear more from the community, maybe do some type of vote, you know, post five topics in Facebook, and, hey, we're going to pick one of these five topics. Whichever one gets the highest votes, that's what we're going to talk about this week. Something, something to that effect would be really cool. I like that idea. Yeah, I think I think just reaching out and uh, you know it's kind of kind of weird to call them our our fans in that sense because we're like we're not like rock stars or celebrities or anything, but like the fans of the show, the fans of the game that that want to listen to our input. They're they're the most important thing. So yeah, I I would say our fans. You know what? Just want to reach out and and touch you know, touch base with you guys and and do whatever's going to make the show more desirable for you. So, so uh, we do have uh, Justin on with us. Oh, thank you for uh, coming on, Justin. Uh, so uh, before we uh, get to you, Justin, though, uh, we do have a caller that uh, called in, and uh, he did win a unit box or uh, card sleeves of his choice. Um, I'm going to let him kind of pick that uh, later on, maybe after the show. Uh, but I am going to bring him on uh, to kind of maybe ask a question or talk about something that we've uh, touched on already. Thank you for uh, calling cool. in. Yeah, thank you. My name is Joe. And part of just saying, hey, can you put me on just to see if you could pull off the technology to do it? And I think you have. <laughs> So my audio is probably the same as Brad's. Oh, and I just want to say, you know, I've been listening since I think the Neutrals episode, which is like episode four. Um, you know, anytime I play a miniatures game, I, I try to like get as much content as I can because I can spend most of my time, you know, at work or in my downtime not playing, you know, listening to something at least, you know, trying to figure out how to be a better player. You guys have helped oh. with that. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, I mean – uh it's awesome that you were uh that you've listened to uh, some some of the older shows cuz i know when we first started uh you know our getting our content out there wasn't uh very easy and i know um i know a lot of people either had to go back to listen to a lot of the older stuff or maybe just missed it all together yeah i had to figure out how to like save it, the website on my phone for a blog talk and then just figured out from there, but now you guys are on everything. Yeah, that's thanks to uh Chris. Uh and I think we uh got a couple other um suggestions like uh iHeartRadio or something like that and a couple couple other ones. But you know, anything we can do to, you know, make it easier for everyone else. Yeah, I think there's Stitcher also. So just anything people can find or use. Um, and Brad, mm-hmm. I use because I have to do a bunch of phone conferencing stuff for work. I use one of those uh, Yeti Bluetooth ones. They're they're blue. Someone who plays a bunch of video games told me to get it so I could actually <laughs> not sound like a a tin robot. So there you go. <laughs> Best Buy. Does it, can you can you use it through your phone or do you have to have a laptop? Uh, yeah, it's USB, so you got to use it through a laptop. Okay. Uh, I mean, right now you know, I, I probably sound like ten because I'm using, like, Beats headphones to do this. 
if you wouldn't mind, yeah, just uh, if you wouldn't mind, just send me a link to it to my personal message, and I'll, I'll check it later. Like my on my Facebook, if you just want to find me on the song page and then send me a PM, I would really, really appreciate that. Yeah, sure, we'll do. Other than awesome. that, I can't Thank wait you for your guys' episode on timing. Oh yeah, that one's gonna be. It's definitely not one that we can kind of wing. You know, we we got to like write down all the different timings, or all otherwise, you know, we're gonna be sitting there. You know, because there's a lot of them that are like obvious, or not obvious, but uh, like they come to mind quickly. But there's a lot of timing ones that you know you don't really think about that. You know, we're gonna have to like create a list and go through it. Otherwise, you know, we're gonna miss a couple of like the important ones. But if you don't use cards, you don't have to worry about timing most of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, mostly true. But uh, awesome. Thank you so much for timing uh, of the charge. Yeah. Speaking of timing, thank you so much for having me. And I'm going to go before I keep interrupting everybody because I can't see a face. <laughs> no, but you're have good. a good one. Thanks so much. Thank you, yeah, sir. Thank you. Bye. Um, so for, I, we do have a bunch of other callers on the line. Um, you know, don't lose hope. The starter box is still available. Um, again, of your choice when you win, uh, and other, you know, even if you don't win the, the unit box or sorry, the starter box, uh, you know, we will be giving away, uh, unit boxes and, um, uh, card sleeves. So, and I might have some other, uh, cool things, uh, tucked away that uh, if you're not looking for either of those that you can kind of choose. Um, yeah, uh, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. So we're kind of going over with uh, the other hosts, uh, kind of our uh, history of wargaming. I know we kind of touched on that when we first started the show about a year ago, but just to give kind of context, we uh, went over it again. But um, but most not only uh, how we started in wargaming, but also our present, uh, you know, wargaming situation, I guess you can call it, and kind of our plans for the future. So that's an invitation for me to talk about that? <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> yeah. I started probably like almost everybody. Uh, I started with Warhammer. I had like grown up uh, reading Warhammer books, especially like 40K stuff and whatnot, but I'm from a small town, so there was only ever like a small card shop. There was never any miniatures. And then uh, just like throughout the beginning years of my adult life, I always wanted to get into it, the miniatures, but I never like took that leap. And then when I got out of the military and I was in college, I happened to go to Mount Prospect to Games Plus, uh, where we'd actually do our tournaments now. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the leap. I don't know anyone, but I'm going to see what happens. And I bought a Lizardman box for Source Warriors, and I built and painted all 20 of them before I bought anything else, which is, if you know anything about me, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> The last uh, time you painted anything. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but so I started with with. Uh, I actually ended up playing 40k first. I went to Lindsay's Gamer Garrison in Wakanda, and I just randomly found it and ended up meeting a good group of guys. That's where I met all these dinguses minus Brett and Craig. We met them both in Indiana, even though Craig's not even from there. Um, but so I played those for a while. I loved Game of Thrones, and I saw the Kickstarter one day, and that was the first thing I ever kickstarted. It was really exciting waiting for it. I was really bummed when Chris got his like two weeks before me. 
<laughs> Even though he lives like really close. <laughs> Little bit of a bummer there. But um and it doesn't like I would say it evolved from there, but more or less it devolved from there. Cause now I have like 650 million games uh, and I want to play it all cause they're all so cool. But ice and fire definitely is my most competitive and most played right now. Plus my most painted as well. So that's a great success. Um, <laughs> my gaming situation right now, like many, I can only assume it's not wonderful, but it's also not dead. Um, one thing I've been doing a lot lately is getting terrain, game mats, and tables for my home. Uh, Dave had actually come over not too long ago, and I believe he's coming over on Friday, or I'm coming over to his house. Not sure yet. Um, so I've been working on home playing as much as possible. Want to get more games in now that I'm settled into my new house. And that's pretty much where I'm at now. Once stores open up, there's a local one in my home in the town I live now that I would like to play people at and that's pretty much that I can try to competitively do the ice and fire tournaments with Dave and Brett as often as possible Dave and I have made four or five trips down there now always had a good time pretty much that awesome yeah and uh, it's always hard to kind of juggle a lot of different you know tabletop games or just games in general like you know video games tabletop games I mean now that I'm out of class, you know, I've definitely had a lot more time, but between, uh, painting, uh, commission painting, trying to game between a bunch of different games, uh, I finally started sort of getting back into a little video gaming, uh, cause for a long time I didn't play almost anything. Uh, and then now I'm starting to get back into paintballing. Uh, I used to be on a sponsored team, but I just got so busy, you know, I, uh, couldn't keep up with it, but uh, now I'm hoping to start that back up uh, probably in the spring, probably buy some uh, paintball stuff to some updated paintball stuff and then start back up. But uh, Justin, so one thing uh, we're also talking about is kind of our past shows, uh, certain like shows that kind of stuck out to us that we really liked. Uh, for example, Brett uh, talked about, uh, when we had uh, uh, Fabio on from, um, you know, the lead designer, uh, I was mentioning how I loved uh, the episode where we talked about, like, gaming etiquette and whatnot. Uh, so what are some of the episodes that kind of stuck out to you that you really enjoyed, whether or not, you know, you um, listened to it or were um, in for that show? Uh, I think I would have to agree with you, Um one that definitely stuck out to me, and maybe it's because I talk more on it than I normally do, is the gaming etiquette one. Um, I think it's really important, and uh, it's it's something that I try to like correct myself on as much as possible because I get a little flustered sometimes, but I know it's like incredibly important to make sure that both you and your opponent have a good time. We're here to play a game first and foremost, you know? Um, so I definitely really enjoyed that one all around. I think everyone had really good points, and it's not something that... I think it's something that's understood but i don't think it's something that people have like deeper discussions about and it really helps put uh newer players at ease when they hear veteran players talk and mean about it a lot i think mean mean it's mean about it i don't know what i'm saying anymore (laughs) yeah and it's it's definitely one of those topics that you know you'll talk about it with your you know friends like in 
like very briefly, I feel like, at least in my experience, you know, it'll come up very briefly, but it's never really like an in-depth discussion. And a lot of it just ends up being uh, like, one of the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like common sense sort of a thing. You know, it's just kind of expected. Like spoken agreement essentially between gamers. Yeah, but not, you know, one person's common sense, you know, might not be another person's common sense. You know, they, they might have, you know, uh, started off with a different type of community where one thing might've been acceptable or the norm and not the same. So I think it's definitely a discussion that's important to have with, uh, like your close gaming group might not have to be something that you're going to use to break the ice with, uh, with like a new gaming group or like a new player, to the gaming group, but I think it's definitely an important discussion to have to kind of clear the air and uh, it'll definitely, I think, help resolve a lot of potential future uh, misunderstandings. Um, I also was personally, uh, obviously, any of the shows that we talk about neutrals, I like a lot. So that's a big plus. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, uh, so, Chris, uh, kind of the same question I asked Brett. Uh, so, um, where do you kind of see small council going, and you know, how do you kind of feel about the way it's kind of shaped up, and um, you know, to this point? So, to be honest, like when we first started, right? You know, this sounds like a cool idea and stuff. You know, we'll just go go on every week, and you know, kind of shoot the stuff and you know but it actually has kind of evolved and gotten bigger more than I thought it ever would have which is pretty exciting and seeing hearing all the people that you know that enjoy you know listening to us banter with each other on a weekly basis but like we kind of said before you know we still have topics that we haven't even done yet that are on the logs and you know, all this new stuff, these visions in the flames and this new way of playing that's coming in 2021 is pretty exciting. And we're almost going to have to, you know, review all the factions again with these new changes in mind. So I think the future is only bigger and brighter. And when, you know, Brett gets his better microphone, I think we'll be all set. Just kidding, Brett. I love you. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with everything Chris is saying. Um, As far as topics moving forward, there's so many. Brett touched on a couple. um, uh, Range units, cavalry units, patients. Um, And then, as Chris said, they're doing all these changes again. So in some ways, we will kind of be starting back at square one, I think. Um, Each faction overview again. Um, If there's rule book changes, which I'm assuming there will be some, but, you know, I don't know. But going over those and just kind of just starting over new shows, um, topics that haven't been touched at all, redoing old topics, and just kind of keep going that way. I think that it's going to be a long time before we ever run out of anything to talk about. Hopefully we're able to talk about stuff forever. That's uh, one thing I really like about games. You mentioned starting over at square one. Like one of my I think I've mentioned it multiple times. Probably my favorite thing about hobbies 
isn't like new broken rules. It's just new rules and lore and units of any kind. I don't care like how good or bad they are. Just seeing something is a breath of fresh air, no matter what it is. Um, even if it's just a unit getting updated or something, just anything that changes the way that something's even approached by a little bit or looked at a little bit is really fun to me. I like reading about stuff and seeing releases. It's always exciting and gets people pumped. And it's good conversations. And this game has no shortage of new releases. Oh, has any good healthy game probably should. Right. And, <laughs> and updates. I mean, some units get lots of updates. <laughs> <laughs> They just like to keep you guessing, Justin, with those slayed men. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. Embarrassed. Poor, poor bald people. So uh, we did have uh, we have another caller uh, that uh, won a unit box or card sleeves of their choice. Um, I have them uh, decide uh, after the show. Um, but I'm also going to have them come on. Uh, they do have a question for uh, you guys uh, that he did post in the main uh, group but kind of wanted to get our opinion on it. Uh, thank you so much for uh, calling in. Hi, this is Kevin, uh, active member in the Facebook community and avid follower of the game. I thank you guys all to be, for being so great for the community, being involved. Uh, it means wonders to everyone who doesn't have the voice that you guys do. But the game is loved, and we're glad that you're supporting it and that you guys give all that you can. Here's my awesome. question. With uh, the yeah, new go. updates coming out and the new rule book being out supposedly by the end of the month, how much do you think that it weighs in that they clean up the terminology for new players to be able to understand the um, game? Uh, the question I had posed earlier in Facebook was the attack action versus an attack, whether it's the same thing or not. Um, it was just a, uh error in, in the reading of it, but that's the type of problem that lots of people have with distinguishing cards. So what is your guys' view on them cleaning it up, whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to cause more problems? I think, uh, I think they're definitely going to clean it up a lot. Uh, I don't think it's going to be perfect. Uh, I'm sure a couple things here or there are going to slip through the cracks just because, you know, there's so many different units and abilities and attachments to have to go through. But I think when uh, when they finally do release it, um, whether I think it might be sometime in January, if we're lucky, may, it might even be a little later. But whenever that uh, is the case, I believe that they're going to definitely uh, make it a lot more crisp and easier. Um, I think they're going to go along the lines with a lot more keywords uh, rather than, you know, just general like rules and the way things are understood. Uh, what do you guys think? So I'm going to give a shameless plug. I think it was what, a couple of weeks ago, maybe we even kind of touched on, you know, going over the simplifying of things and for me personally this game in particular I think the rule set is already pretty good and simplified I think when they do this tweak and clean up the language in some of these things um, it will be a lot crisper and more newbie oh, newbie new people friendly 
which I think was also a big selling point from this game to begin with. You know, it all comes pre-made and whatnot. And then it's easy to pick up, but the strategy and depth to it requires, you know, a lot of playing and reading and stuff. So that can only benefit the players coming up. I think something else that would help too is if they clean up the timing as far as just release a um, when this happens, when this happens, when this happens in order. And they've kind of done that, but not just laid it all out. (laughs) If that Uh, makes sense. So for me, so like more directly answer your question, how um, like friendly it is for new people. I don't actually think that the wording will help that much for new people. Kind of like what Chris said, it's, actually pretty simple to start. I don't think that new people tend to have the problem too much. There is obviously some things like obvious uh, Counter-Strike and uh, Winds of Winter. That question comes up a lot, so it'll be nice to clear that up. But as far as like attack actions versus attacks and stuff like that, I think that's more going to be designed towards veteran players getting into arguments over stuff, um, like the more niche kind of situations. But with that being said, it's still going to be helpful for everybody because the less arguments, the less confusion, the better. Um, I, I just don't think that that was ever something that stopped new players from playing, just made made them scratch their heads occasionally, but moved on past them. I wouldn't say and that I it think necessarily he... stopped people from playing, but what it does do is make it when you see two veteran players uh, arguing over a rule that's unclear, it makes it so a new player might not want to um, delve into it because – if two people that are veterans at it are playing, then and disputing the rules, then how are they going to learn it? That's a good point. I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll depend on kind of how the newer person approach, like gets brought into the game. Um, definitely something like that uh, could seem a little daunting if veteran players are arguing about uh, rules. I could tell you that's. Um, that's how a lot of people have felt back when I played Warhammer because those rules are just, there's so many, like it's ridiculous uh, how many there are that arguments for that game happen all the time. Like it's crazy. Uh, Even, you know, you take some of the most veteran players in the game in your community and they're still arguing with that game and it can definitely be daunting to, you know, have that happen because you definitely, you know, it's awkward when it happens and you just kind of want to avoid it. I think uh, Simon has done a really good job uh, to where the, where the game is at right now. They did a really good job to simplify it, but uh, I think it goes back to the one of the things I had mentioned, you know, I've mentioned before is that I, and maybe this is just my uh, opinion on it. I think the game is, you know, so, so good of a game that, you know, we're always going to grasp onto something to complain about. And this isn't like pointing at anyone in particular. I'm just saying as a general rule, people just tend to, you know, find something like that nail that kind of sticks out that you want to hammer in. Um, You're going to grasp onto something, you know, you're going to take something that's really awesome. And, you know, the things that don't fit very well are going to stick out. Um, And that's kind of, what started happening with a lot of the rules. And I think Simon, you know, 
now that they've had plenty of time to see all these things kind of stick out where they can improve it, they're just going to, you know, they're going to take their awesome, you know, outline of the game and they're just going to make it that much better. But, you know, as is life, they're probably going to miss a thing or two here or there. But I think overall in the end, it's going to be a much, you know, it's, gonna you know, they're gonna take an amazing game and just you know find a way to make it better um maybe i'm just really optimistic but uh you know that's kind of the way i see it uh playing out but i think you also had a you had a question about uh like charge um the charge action how it has uh it's a charge action and then within that it has uh charge and then attack and how that is not an attack action but it is an attack um, so, uh, if you don't mind asking it, uh, one more time, just, to clarify kind of your exactly like what your question was about that. Absolutely. Uh, the original question was, is a charge an attack, um, versus a straight melee attack? Uh, it came, it came out that it's just part, it's the movement that leads up to a powerful attack per the, per the rule book. Um, we answered it in Facebook, but if you guys want to um, touch on it, I'd gladly listen to it all again and how I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, it, that is definitely something that kind of can seem confusing. Um, it, and I think it's one of those, also one of those things that when you've, when uh, you're a more experienced ice and fire player, it's, you know, you take it for granted, like, oh, that's obvious, but it might not be obvious to a newer player when you really try to break it down and think about it. Um, so, so yeah, the uh, charge action. So anyone that uh, has any of the starter boxes, if you look at the reference cards, that'll tell you what your actions are. So like a maneuver, a, man, uh, a march, a charge, you know, range attack, melee attack. But then within that action, it'll tell you almost like, the process of that action and within the process of the charge action will give you the charge move into a melee attack that is all part of the action itself. So I could definitely see how something like that could kind of seem confusing um, because it's, you know, it's not really that obvious when you break it down. What do you think, uh, Craig? I I agree with you. Um, as far as that goes, when I first started, I had some troubles with that too. And as I played, it became more obvious to me. But, yeah. What about you, Justin? Anything maybe I kind of missed or overlooked? Um, hmm think sometimes it's good to have references to compare it to or maybe references isn't the right word but if you like look at separate charge for instance uh, you're not like interrupting a charge you know you're just doing it before the attack that followed the charge um, so maybe things like that help people to see where everything falls into place probably the like I obviously I agree with you and that's kind of the only thing I would add to it I don't want to you know kick the dead horse as we always do yeah 
Yeah, I hope uh, I hope that kind of helped. I know you, for the most part, got your answer on Facebook, but I hope maybe that uh, shed a little extra light on it. Absolutely, and I, I thank you guys for answering the question, being part of the community, and doing this radio show in general for everybody's betterment. Yeah, no problem. We we definitely enjoy uh, providing uh, all the shows for you guys. It is certainly our but, pleasure. Yeah, definitely uh, don't uh, forget to message me, and uh, we'll try to get uh, one of those uh, prizes uh, out to you. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. So uh, for those that are still uh, waiting to jump in, don't uh, don't worry. The main prize is still there along with other prizes, uh, and we'll probably be taking another caller in uh, maybe a minute or two. Um, there's a bunch of you kind of stacked up. Uh, don't, uh, I do see you. Um, so don't, uh, worry there. Um, so, uh, with that said, uh, you know, um, was it Chris, uh, I was going to ask you, um, so how are you feeling about these, uh, all this, um, Greyjoy, awesomeness that's been coming out uh, recently over the last week or two. Uh, I know you kind of, um, you know, you've, you'll, you've jumped from uh, Starks to Free Folk to Targaryens. Do you think, uh, and only because, you know, like you were saying, you know, they're either weren't being played in our area or, you know, they're kind of considered the weaker army. How do you kind of feel about the Greyjoys? Uh, you think they'll be either not really played, weak, or you know maybe just so cool that you'll want to jump into playing them? So these guys have me kind of divided. I think from the stuff we've seen of them, these guys look awesome, and they got that whole like truly you know Viking feel to them, like you know all their pillaging and stuff they want to do, like that's awesome and kind of I love that kind of play style anywho so I'm going to want to dabble in that and as we all know I have all the armies anywho so I'm going to get these guys as well but as for playing them I know whenever like you know new armies come out everybody's kind of like immediately goes to play them because they want to try the new stuff out which you know I probably will do and then they find out you know can they compete with Starks which hopefully these guys will. And then, so I'll probably play them, but probably still go back to free folk over here and there. But I'm really excited for these guys. These are going to be cool. And now that the stuff they leaked, like that, uh, was it Victorian or whatever Eric the one Ray brought Joy, The Lord yeah, of like, the Iron Fleet. Yeah, like that. That guy looks awesome. And it even says in there, like, He's made to murder people, which that's he's, like he's that's the speaking my of language. The See, and that's like exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for. So, I mean, I'm gonna play that guy for sure. <laughs> I'm glad that you decided well, that there. you still go back to free folk occasionally. Stick to your roots. That's, yeah. that's why I haven't fully switched to Baratheons, even though it's my favorite house because my roots are neutrals. I guess if Baratheons <laughs> would have come out first, that's where I'd be. When I think the. The Greyjoys are right up your alley. You know they've been talking about how they're, you know, probably the most glass cannon of all the factions, uh, you know, currently, anyways. So 
So, and I think that's right up your alley. Yeah, and like some of those rules where they're like, you know, you get extra tokens on them, but, you know, they take <laughs> hits after their attack, which, I mean, to me, fine. I mean, I'll die some guys if I get to fight more. Like, that's cool. Not only that, but, you know, you like to kind of be, like, more purist and make sure, like, your stuff makes sense, you know, and they reward you for that as it is, you know, having, like, all Greyjoy uh, units. So I think that'll only help you as well. And I'll just say now I'm not putting Vares in that army either because that guy is <laughs> lame. There's too much of him laying around. Not my fault. I don't have choices. So, yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, I know you uh, you want to start a box for the Greyjoys, right? Uh, what uh, what are you kind of thinking about them? I did, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm excited. Um, I really like them on paper uh, from what I've seen. They look like they could be um, more difficult to play. Maybe I'm wrong because I haven't tried them yet. But they look like they'll be a lot of fun. They they feel like they bring a whole other level to the another layer to the game, uh, something we haven't seen before, which is always a good thing. And I like aggression, so I'm definitely My gonna man. give them a try. <laughs> Speed and firepower. So yeah, I'm I'm really I haven't been this excited for a faction to come out in a while. What do you? What's your favorite part of it so far? You think? Um, like the to- the token thing that he talked about. Yeah, you like the token. Um, that, yeah, I mean it's super unique, yeah. so I could easily see someone w- loving that the most. Yeah, that and uh, they're kind of they seem like they're kind of glass cannony. Um, you like glass cannons? I do. I do. That's <laughs> they definitely look like it. <laughs> it can be a little rough, but if you, I think there's a lot to be said in mastering an army like that too, because you get a lot of like, for the games that go well, and once you like figure it out, I think it's really rewarding as a player to, to be like, well, I did it. It was rough, but I made it through. Right, and their synergies are seem so good, uh, better than other factions. Um, whereas you know, like you said, you're rewarded for taking more Greyjoys as opposed to just throwing the best unit mix between them and neutrals or whatever. Yeah. Let neutrals stay with neutrals. Yeah, the synergies seem more complete. That's good. Especially, I feel like that's been the problem for a lot of newer factions that have been released is they just have, like, units that don't work well within the army. Uh, Targaryen's looking at vets specifically, right? Like, they're not bad by any means but they just weren't working because nothing could like stand their ground. And so they'd end up trying to stand their ground and getting targeted down. So Greyjoy's having that synergy off the bat only helps out a ton, but like everything ended up getting it, you know, like Baratheons at first were like, people were really struggling, but Baratheons jumped up very quickly when they got their synergies. Right. It seems to take years, but for the Grey for, for other factions to get to that, the Greyjoys, it looks yeah. like right out of the box, they're there. It's going to be cool. Whether it's going to be good or not, I don't know. I'm excited for the sculpts because the sculpts for this game have just like gotten progressively mind blowing. Yeah, as a Stark player looking at my sword swords or uh, yeah, yeah my sword, <laughs> it's kind of like oh man, these guys. 
Yeah, cutthroat with their unit, balding but... hair. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they, they come up to the waist of the Starks. Oh, the Iron Makers and Victorian look so good. I can't wait to see yeah, them all painted up. I think it's Iron Makers, yeah. So, uh, we did uh, just pick another winner. Um, this winner did win the starter box. Um, for those that are still listening, uh, we do still have other giveaways. So, uh, I know, unfortunately, the starter box has been uh, claimed, but... Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, stay in there and uh, maybe get, like, a unibox or some uh, card sleeves. Uh, but uh, he did want to come on and kind of uh, ask uh, or say something. So uh, thank you for coming on, and definitely congratulations uh, on getting that uh, the starter box. Thanks, guys. That's, that's pretty amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Greyjoys. Definitely a good My choice. Uh, wise choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for being there. Um, I started kind of right before lockdown, I think. Uh, I took a whim and I bought the uh, starter uh, set, and we immediately became smitten with the game, immediately looked at each other and just said, I think this is one of the better games I've ever played. And immediately I'm, like, looking for resources and you guys were one of the first things I found. Um, Super invaluable, some of the just the early stuff of, like, how to play and how to beat the factions. Um, The ranking lists of the commanders, the tactic cards, that kind of stuff. Uh, Super invaluable, you know, helped me learn so much about the game. So thank you guys all. Yeah, no problem. That's awesome, you know. Like I was mentioning earlier, you know, I'm glad that we can provide kind of like all the different topics, you know, and that's kind of the benefit of, you know, doing the show once a week. And, you know, we kind of started it out, you know, and uh, with the plan of only doing like 45 to 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, there's just so much to talk about that it <laughs> we're lucky if we can make it, you know, uh, like an hour and 20, if not like an hour and 40 minutes per show. But we definitely try to keep it on the you know lower end. But there's just so much to talk about for this game, and it's such a, an amazing game. Oh, I was, I was rewinding and listening again. And uh, Chris, I do have to say, though, I need more from you on the free folk. I need some specifics. I've lost too many times <laughs> to the night's watch. To be Don't fair, do what Chris do. I, yeah, I have players' cards. <laughs> to be fair, I lose a lot with them too because you know <laughs> tactics cards and stuff. But uh, followers of Bone are your friends. Let's say that <laughs> they are my friends. Dude, and I really want mammoths. They're coming. You want anything free, folks? So stop lying. <laughs> All right, stop. You're not wrong. You got me. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. And you know, I I hope you uh, enjoy the Greyjoy starter. I don't think they've announced the exact day, but I'm pretty sure it's coming soon. Uh, probably in the, in the next month or two, is my assumption. So uh, we can definitely set up. Uh, a way to get that to you. Um, but don't forget to message me because uh, otherwise I won't know how to find you. <laughs> um, 
All right, thank you. Uh, PM through Facebook is the best? Yep, uh, David Meckler. Um, you can uh, just message uh, my uh, personal account rather than small council radio. And then just uh, give me your I'm, – I'm writing down everyone's phone number, so the other people that won, uh, just uh, when you message me, just write, like, your last four digits of your phone number, and then uh, I have it all written down on who won what. Perfect. Thanks again, guys, for all the content. Keep going. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. So, uh, anyone listening, um, he did win uh, the starter box, but like I said, uh, definitely stay tuned. Uh, we are going to be on for a little bit longer, um, kind of just you know, talking about uh, the show, things to come, all that good stuff, and uh, there's still a couple more things to give out. Um, and, you know, we uh, we do this for you guys. Uh, with that said, uh, Justin, so where do you kind of see, um, you know, what's your kind of take on the show? And, you know, is it uh, kind of blown up a little more than you thought it would, a little less? Uh, what's your take on uh, Small Council Radio? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I can say it's blown up more than I thought it would. I I honestly feel like it's gone at kind of what I expected as long as we stayed with it, uh, which I honestly expected us to stay with it because I know how you are. (laughs) So (laughs) the worst thing that happened is you would have still been here. You're very determined and uh, (laughs) you definitely stick things through. So I I thought it was going to do well. I would say, I guess I can't say I'm like, not surprised that people do enjoy the content. Um, I never really thought I'd be talking on anything. I just talk with people, and <laughs> I'm generally too lazy to do anything. Uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. Um, I definitely find myself missing out sometimes because I have things going on all the time, but it's nice to see people yeah. who actually care and enjoy what we attempt to do. Yeah, and, you know, not being free like every week, you know, I'm sure I've mentioned this uh, before uh, to on some of the other shows, but the the reason I had so many, you know, I had wanted to get so many co-hosts is, is so that way no one felt obligated to show up, you know, to every episode every week. Uh, back when I did, uh, it was called uh, Dragon Ball Radio, um, it's you know, we talked about the Dragon Ball Z card game for that was made by Panini, and we did a weekly show, and I think there was like 12 of us, maybe even more, and, you know, we only had like three or four people on every week, but we had such a big pool of people to talk that no one ever felt obligated to, uh, you know, to show up every week. So, and that's kind of the idea behind why, you know, I wanted to get as many uh, co-hosts as we have. So that way, you know, you could be like, hey, I can't make it this week, and there'd be no hard feelings. You know, as long as we have, like, two people um, at the minimum, you know, it's more than enough. And between guests and callers, you know, it's you know, it's a nice, you know, nice feeling that we have a community like this where we can, you know, kind of have these conversations and, you know, not have to really worry about, you know, the small council radio being like super uptight and strict. And so, and it helps that, you know, we're all, you know, really close friends, you know, we're able to, you know, 
I guess, have more in-depth conversations with each other um, and kind of expand on the conversations we kind of already have, like in person. A lot of car conversations, a lot of cars. <laughs> so um, with that said, uh, Chris, uh, so how's uh, painting been going for you? I know you're constantly uh, posting like pictures of all the stuff that you've had uh, painted or currently working on. So uh, where are you kind of sitting at with your ice and fire painting uh, um uh, projects and what you still have and whatnot. So funny thing you mentioned that because I'm actually painting right now while we're chatting. But I have all my Starks are done, all of my Nights Watch are done, all of my Free Folk are done. The Lannisters, the starter set is good done, and I only painted them because I wanted them to do demos with. The other ones that don't come in the starter set are not done. Um, Baratheons are mostly done. I just have two units of the R'hllor Faithful I need to do, which actually one of those units I'm working on as we speak. And then my Targaryens are all done, and my Neutrals are all done. No, I lied. Not all the Neutrals. I gotta get the Mummers done. But other than that, yeah, I'm mostly all painted for Ice and Fire. Awesome. Yeah, I have been doing uh, some commission work and trying to hammer it out uh, this week um, uh, before Friday. Uh, That didn't somewhat give it away. I'm painting some stuff for Justin and trying to get it done. That way when we hang out Friday, I'll be able to hand it over. It's uh, a lot of a whopping three units of black guards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined to use them a ton, and they're gonna make they're gonna work. I'm, I'm, you know, with all the changes happening, I'm excited to maybe see if uh, they change a bit. Um, I mean, uh, what is it? I'm looking at the article now. Even um, if they don't change, I'm determined to make them work. Well, they they. I'm almost certain they're going to change a little bit because uh, pyromancers now have horrific visage and um, they have it, or at least I'm assuming they're going to still have it. They could always take it away. Uh, But if they do still have it, it's changing. um, And that might actually help them if I'm not mistaken. It says each time the enemy performs a melee attack on this unit before resolving the attack, and we suffer as one panic test with a minus one to their roll for each remaining rank in the unit. So, yeah, uh, the problem I, that, you know, me and you have talked about before, more so, you know, you bringing it up, you know, from your experience of playing with them a lot more, is that, you know, taking that panic at no minus is, you know, it, it rarely, uh, you know, goes off to make it worthwhile. Having that you know, panic, you know, granted you're not getting any, like, additional dice, or additional, sorry, additional damage, but a minus three if they charge into your blackguard is a pretty big deal. Uh, minus three even to, like, my berserkers at a four-up still gives me a 50-50 shot of failing. Yeah, I, I mean, that's obviously significantly better. That's that. If that is the case, that's only a buff for them. Like, what worst case scenario? If you're almost dead, then you get the normal horrific visage. 
That's great. Um, I guess it should be said, though, that it's entirely possible that they don't change yet. Maybe it's something that'll change later. Who knows? Nothing's ever set in stone until it's set in stone. Yeah, uh, it's one of those, you know, uncertainty things, you know, with uh, all the change ha- changes happening right now. I mean, one can only, you know, speculate until they actually release the stuff in, like, one of their articles. I mean, we can kind of get an idea, like, you know, I was mentioning with the horrific visage being shown on Pyromancers, you you have a strong, uh, you know, hunch that, you know, it's going to be that way on the unit, but like I said, you never know. They might not even have that ability anymore. Um, yeah, but, that's uh, true. You could get but, like yeah, who movement knows? seven and like two of save and eight attacks <laughs> and you know, twos for five points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking at its finest, right? Uh, no, they'd get nerfed so hard. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Well, it'd make having three units of them uh, pretty valuable. <laughs> I'd need more. So many. Funny more. thing is, I. The funny thing is, I'm giving you a hard time for having three, but I own three, so. <laughs> I know, I know. But we got them back in the so, day when they weren't super rare too. And then they disappeared, and they were super hard to find for a long time, and still sometimes are. <laughs> yep. And uh, what was it there? Six points right now, so six. So you could run Roos and Varus and six Blackguard if you use my three and your three. It'd be very that hard to kill them. Something. Even now, <laughs> it would take a while. You probably wouldn't, like, you know, you'd lose turn three to objectives, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you do Fire and Blood. There's only You're one right. way to find them. Fire and Blood, you'll just get charged by everyone and swing back with, like, five dice sitting on fours. <laughs> got this. Don't worry. But at least you'll have six combat units. That's all that yeah. matters, right? That's all that matters. That is, that is all that matters. I'd even drop varies and get another one. I can't afford it, Chris. Math. Well, math is never my strong suit, so... <laughs> well, I, I guess what you could do is you drop Varus and a black guard, and you run two cutthroats. So you have foot. Five blackguard and two cutthroats, and then Roos. I think there's potential <laughs> in that. Oh, even Roos is a little much, if you ask me. Fine, we'll just go yeah. with no NCUs. You're right. Ramsey and that's, Reek. That's my that's my tar <laughs> my Targaryen go to. No NCUs. <laughs> Ever since Dragon Lady came out. Yeah. The funny thing yeah. is that's still that's still what six. With no NCUs, that's still six activations. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And yeah. two of them are good. I, mean, I think they still need to... Dragons need a little bit of improvement, but they're all right for right now. Yeah, they definitely need to move 12 inches per movement. Yeah, and then that extra free maneuver thing would be helpful. Yeah, per movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I thought you meant. Just completely double their speed. It's only a logical yeah. explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, giving Chris terrible for those, ideas. Uh, for those just tuning in, um, you know, or tuned in after I had mentioned it, uh, we will be going uh, to a different schedule. Uh, right now, we do every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be going to every other Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and every other Sunday opposite 
uh, of those weeks um, at 3 or 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, not sure exactly. It should, it'll probably be one of those two times, just depending on what kind of works best for most of the hosts. Um, but uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, you'll still be able to find us on all the recording uh, um, platforms that we're on, uh, which is a song of ice fire guild.com blog talk radio.com iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. And we're also looking into a couple others to add in there. Um, you know, we're not really, we don't really make, we don't make any money off of any of these sites. So we're not really dedicated to making sure that you guys all listen on one platform. So whatever is more convenient for you, you know, the better. Um, but uh, we don't yeah, mind making so we... work more. It's it's super easy to tell Chris <laughs> to do it. Yep. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't know, uh, Chris is kind of our behind the scenes guy that uh, hooks up hooks us, us up with all those different uh, platforms to kind of have our mirror our content onto all the you know different channels, so we don't have to. The nice thing is we just upload it to Blog Talk, and it just throws it on all of those other uh, uh, sites, which is really nice. So um, definitely check out anyone that... And that was all like listener suggestions. People are like, hey, are you on this thing? No, but give me like 20 (laughs) minutes and we will be. Yep, exactly. It's not like uh, anyone who's familiar with like YouTube, it's not like, you know, we're making a ton of like revenue you know there's not like ads on our uh program or any like sponsors or anything like that so it's um you know it's one of those things that you know we don't really care where you listen to us at you know as long as we can get our content out to you guys that's kind of all that matters to us um you know and if there's anything you want to any ones that you want to suggest definitely uh throw those out there uh i think i mentioned earlier you know someone mentioned uh suggested uh iheart radio which uh, we're going to look into doing that one and uh i feel like there was another one that we were uh, given but i'll have to look back in our discord anyone that isn't a part of our discord definitely go uh check that out i'll uh try to put a link in our facebook group um it's mostly just used for uh helping uh you know with suggestions for either improving the show or um uh just topics for shows uh so if you want to go there and kind of you know give your two cents or just kind of you know you can talk to other uh other members or you know the hosts on there um you know we're definitely uh, we're always on that kind of chit-chatting away um so definitely check that out Otherwise, um, you know, follow, you know, share the page out, uh, like uh, all the pages that you can. Um, anything you can do to kind of show that, uh, you know, we're reaching you guys will help. Uh, we are still doing the giveaways where uh, for every 100 likes on our Facebook uh, page, we will give away a start or a unit box. And then for every 500 mark we hit, we give out a starter box. I think we're currently at about... Uh, 665, I could be off by a little bit, uh, likes. So if we hit that 700 likes uh, on our Facebook, uh, we will give out a unit box um, of your choice. Uh, So that isn't just from our stash. That's literally any unit box that you want. Um, And then if we hit 1,000 likes, 
we'll give out a starter box of your choice. Um, so just one of those incentives to just kind of share it out uh, whenever, wherever you can. Um, you know, anything you can do to kind of share it out is uh, the best way you can uh, to help uh, support our channel. Um, that said, uh, um, I think we can kind of wrap things up a bit, uh, kind of you know, wind things down. I think we've gotten to most of all the callers that have called in. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, with that said, uh, definitely check out a song of ice and fire guild.com. It is a pretty much a one-stop shop for, uh, all the content that you can, you know, pretty much ever want, you know, ranging from podcasts to, uh, just written articles, uh, battle reports, um, and just, you know, a bunch of different types of content of all kinds, you know, anything that you would pretty much be looking for and multiples of each. Um, you know, we have uh, a bunch of content creators from pretty much all over the globe. Uh, you know, if you're looking for maybe like a different language, uh, we're also looking to expand uh, on the guild to just, you know, cover some of the areas of the world that we're not already, uh, you know, into. So, Definitely keep a lookout for that. Uh, part of the guild currently is Mythico Studios, Tabletop Warden, Blitz Minis, uh, Us with Small Council Radio, West Coast Bannerman, Northern Realms Gaming, A Song of Ice and Fire Stats, uh, and Sunday Slaughter. Also, uh, to briefly mention, A Song of Ice and Fire Stats.com. If you haven't already, definitely check them out. Uh, Carlo uh, is. Uh, the lead uh, for that, and he has created the site so that you can, uh, you know, create an account, and then it only takes, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds, if even that, to submit your results every time you play a game, and it keeps track of all the different stats every single time you uh, people have submitted, uh, whether it be in person or on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, it collects all that data to kind of, you know, not only... Uh, tell you kind of your win percentage and how you're doing as a player, uh, but also just tells you general information on how well factions are doing, uh, how well uh, commanders are doing, and it even goes down to as far as telling you how well they do in certain missions against other factions and so on. Uh, so the data you can get from that is, can be invaluable. And the more data we input, just the more better it's going to be. Um, and like I said, it takes almost no time to put the info in there. Uh, I mean, after like a day of playing and I get like three or four games in, like after like a whole day, uh, I mean, it takes me like two minutes to input all of it. Um, so definitely a, a, an amazing site to go on and kind of get a bunch of different info and just help the, um, you know, the stats page grow. Uh, and, you know, that's not to say, uh, you know, all these other content creators on the guild are amazing. So definitely go check them out um, and, you know, show them some support. Uh, you know, the the website itself is amazing. Um, when, you know, we first got the guild together and they were talking about, you know, getting a website put together, I was like, okay, cool. And I just thought, you know, it's just going to be just some kind of, you know, basic website. But, no, it's it's amazingly well done like super professional and i can't believe how well it turned out um 
Also on the guilds, you can find a couple of retailers. If you don't have a retailer uh, near you to support, you can go on there and find a couple. Or uh, if you want, uh, our local is um, Mount uh, Games Plus in Mount Prospect, Illinois. They do uh, ship uh, stuff. They're a, a fairly large uh, shop that's been around for a very long time. Uh, the amount of stuff that they have in there is pretty crazy. Uh, and just the um, options too. They have some stuff that's really old that you probably can't find many places. Uh, and they're always willing to work with you. If you even just want to message them on Facebook, uh, via messenger, um, they can kind of like work with you on there and just kind of back and forth, or you can email them, uh, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, so definitely keep that in mind. Uh, but for those of you that do have a local shop, definitely, um, Keep in mind, uh, you know, with everything going on with the, uh, you know, with the lockdowns and whatnot, or just some of the more restrictions, uh, you know, some shops are, you know, having a hard time, you know, keeping afloat. And so just keep that in mind. They might not be open right now. So see what you can do. Email them, call them, see if maybe you can buy a gift card or maybe see if they have some stock uh, that's just kind of sitting around. Um, you know, whatever you can to do to help support them, if obviously if it's within your means to do so. So just something to keep in mind. Um, but with that said, you know, uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. This, you know, we can't believe that it's already been a year. Uh, I think it's been like a year and five days. Uh, Fifty third episode, uh, and and it feels like it hasn't even been half that amount of time, you know, just uh, getting prepared for this show, looking back at all of our episodes, like I can't even believe we've done so many. Um, And it's just amazing, you know, the support that you've shown us. Uh, There's been so many, you know, listens uh, on all of our shows. You know, it's just nice to know that uh, we can provide something that you guys enjoy. So, you know, uh, and the way you guys can kind of show us that, you know, you, you like our content, just, just give it a listen and, you know, give it a like, share it out. And, you know, that's all I guess we kind of ask for. Um, and, uh, yeah. So with that said, this is the small council radio. and It is dismissed. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.